0: Do you guys have TikTok personally? Yes. Do you use it a lot? Do you ever make your own? I'm a lurker. I never make one, but...
1: I have made them.
0: I consume a lot of content, but I don't produce a lot of the content. The last time
1: I made a TikTok, a 13-year-old wrote something mean on my video, and I haven't done it since.
2: <laughs> That's why we have money donuts, right? Because we're all just about positivity, putting it back in the world in the form of a money donut.
1: Yeah, Steve. Um, when life rains on you, play in the puddles. <laughs>
2: I gave Cooper, uh, before you he got here, an inspirational card that was given to me, and I feel like she needed it more than I did today.
1: <laughs> I'm not very inspirational.
2: So this is probably a great podcast to bring this up. I just got a text from a friend of mine who, Cooper... Loves your midwestern accent. <laughs> Feels like he's like, I love to listen to Money Donuts and get that sweet midwestern accent. And I was like,
1: from specifically me or everybody?
2: Well, I was like, because
1: I get made fun of for Ryan quite a bit.
2: I thought I thought he was coming after me, and I was like, this is great. I'll bring it up on the podcast. And he was like, Cooper. That's all he texted me was Cooper. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh boy,
1: just that. It when i so when i interned with the express so a lot of our interns come from different states so we had a couple guys from texas that interned with us and they used to make fun of me all the time <laughs> and colin he was from florida and i'm like guys i don't talk weird it's fine <laughs> they're like yeah yeah you do i'm like no i don't uh,
0: but why is that relevant to this specific podcast steve well it it
2: ties into our guest uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So my
3: name is Ethan Van Grunsven, sophomore here at UWBC, and about eight nine months ago, I uh, started a small little clothing brand called Scani Scani Company Scani Co. It uh, so when I first started it, um, people always ask like, how'd you think of it and whatnot. And what I'd always say is, man, growing up, there's no way to like wear just Wisconsin based apparel and look cool and go out why not come up with some cool ideas and design some stuff and put slap it on some apparel so that's kind of what I did so when I first started it, I didn't think of it would go anywhere I, I didn't expect it to be anything I just kind of did it to do it and learn from it I honestly expected to fail too I remember uh, sitting in my living room talking to my mom and I was like mom I I don't know if this is going to work honestly and I I don't care if I fail or not, but I, I don't want to make a fool out of myself either, too. And she was like, Ethan, just do it. The worst thing that's going to happen, it's not going to work out, and you're going to learn from it. So I ended up going doing it, and a lot of people told me, like, not to do it, or, like, I'd mention it to them, they'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, they don't want to be mean to your face, but, yeah, so, I mean— Without, If my mom probably went to said that to me, I probably went to done, did it. And it's just cool to see where we're at so far. That's good parenting right there. This it's the just s-
0: secret to successful business is have your mom engaged <laughs> and invested <laughs> in it. Like.
3: I've always wanted to do business. In high school, I was the president of our business club. You know, last year as a freshman, I started a little side hustle with one of my roommates. We just cleaned people's shoes. Um, our margins on it were really good too, so that's kind of why we. <laughs> it's kind of why we did it, but that didn't go anywhere, and I didn't want it to go anywhere. I not want. It <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a shoe shiner?
2: Did you all? You always had the passion. To I love do, Wisconsin. No, to do startups, to oh, do business. Yes. Oh yeah. What do you think? What where's where does that drive come from, or what does that feel like?
3: The challenge, honestly. Um, one thing that I really that I'm really passionate about is if someone tells me I can't do something, I really just want to be like, okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and <laughs> it started started in sports honestly i've the amount of information and life lessons I've learned from sports has carried so much over into the classroom and into business as well in terms of just teamwork and collaboration and 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 set times on when you need to work on stuff and whatnot too. My dad was my basketball coach too he's he's my idol I, I always look up to my dad and he was always so hard on me growing up, he pushed me really hard, so I learned a lot of lessons through my parents and my family as well, but when I first thought of how do I want to grow this how do I want to get people to find out about it for obviously I'm not older I'm not 40 you know I'm I'm 20 and I uh Steve's crying right now <laughs> that
2: wouldn't hurt that wouldn't hurt even.
3: <laughs> the most how what people my age they look up to influential people and what they see is they're like hey like think of like Johnny Davis, you know the guy who wore this to the March Madness tournament. Think about Johnny Davis. Like, man, I want to be in that guy's shoes. Well, if if people see that guy and be like, hey, I want to be like him, and he's wearing some of our apparel, like, man, that's the best marketing out there. You know, and just in terms of strategy as well, too. Just getting it in people's hands, man. Like people, like followers on social media. It sounds tacky, but. And it, it, it truly doesn't matter in the wrong, it really doesn't. But in terms of like marketing and growing something, it that's what I kind of slowly realized is that it's not always as much about the followers, but as much as their followers engage with their content as well, too. And that's something that I learned through a um, mentor of mine, too. I, that's pro- That's probably the correct word I'd refer, mentor. Kind of some advice he gave me on, too, and that I've learned through experiences, too.
2: How did you, let's go back to the beginning. How did you go about starting the business? Did you, tell me in the early days of Scani, what did you do?
3: The first thing that I wanted to do was make sure that I was doing it the right way. I went to I went to the RCU off Gulf Road, and I set up a business banking account. Um, that was the first thing I did. And then I went to the Wisconsin Department of Revenue um, website, and I got my seller's permit on there. Not too long ago, I went and got my LLC. Um, I was a sole proprietorship for a little bit, but then I just decided to protect myself and the company too. It just made sense. How did you go out about finding that information? The internet. Yeah. You yeah, just did your research, yeah, yeah. Just sit on my laptop and just look stuff up at night, yeah. You know, I uh, I'm a very social person. I like to go out and talk. That's kind of how I. That was my first marketing plan of trying to grow Scotty. What I'd do is I'd go to like social events and whatnot, and by social events I mean like just like parties and just place where other kids my age would be hanging out. You know, like sports games um, too, and I just go talk to them. I just throw my t-shirt on and just be like hey what what do you think of this you know just try to make a connection I I wouldn't be as direct like that there's an art to it and just talking to people and just trying to get them to talk back and be interested in what you have to say but that's kind of what i did first and it took off at first people were like oh yeah sure i'll buy that and i could tell they're just they're just buying it because they know me and they're my friend and what when i when i first realized, yeah it's, it was great i'm sure you know <laughs> like oh yeah sure ethan yeah i'll buy that yeah okay man and i'd always say don't buy it because of me buy it because you want to wear it like uh, at first, I thought it was gonna fail, but I wanted people to genuinely enjoy it. Like I didn't want someone to just
0: like don't buy it and put it in the closet. Exactly buy it to
3: wear it. Exactly. I'm
2: the opposite. I want everybody just to give me money because they feel bad for <laughs> me. But I'm glad you have.
1: You're a
3: little more. Uh...
1: Steve, do you want to share your Venmo? <laughs> do you have a
2: yeah,
3: Venmo? Just pull up the QR yeah. code. Oh, wow. really <laughs> and then how I went from there is people actually that I didn't know genuinely like wore it around. Um, there's this one day in particular too. my, one of my really good friends who ended up coming on and helping me sell some merch, merch a little bit. Um, a lot of his friends came up from college just to visit and all of them bought all three colored t-shirts. There's like five, six of them. I was like, holy cow. And they're, like, some Wisconsinites. They're like, when you think of, like, Wisconsin, you think of these <laughs> boys, you know. It, it, it took off from there, honestly. And then I ended up going down to Oktoberfest in lacrosse. Um mm, I so went, Yeah. Oh,
2: my God. Repping reppin lacrosse over here, that's right. Really, Yep. Come
3: on. My best <laughs> friend goes there right now, so I don't, I don't blame you. Lacrosse is my a good time. My best
1: friend went there, too.
3: It's with Oktoberfest. So when I, I went down there, you know, I through uh through like a box of shirts in my car, headed down, had a good time. But I was just walking up to people, talking to people, be like, hey, like how you doing? How how's your Octoberfest going? Obviously a lot more not as like bland and <laughs> like <laughs> like and then I was walking down the street and it was me and my best friend Cal and then a couple other my boys and we were there's a guy walking the other way. I'm like hey like, I was like, yo, like, what is, the, who is that guy? Why is he wearing Sconico? And Cal's like, I don't know. Let's just go say what's up. So we walked over to him like, hey, like, what's up, dude? How's it going? And I'm I'm like, where'd you get that T-shirt? Because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sell it to him. And he, and he's like, I got it from my friend in Eau Claire. He brought it down to me. It's one of his friend's uh, small little business that he's starting. Um, I think it's awesome. I love it, man. You got to get one. And I, I, I didn't tell him. <laughs> I didn't tell him it was mine and that I designed it and created it. I was just like, oh, definitely I'm going to get one. But <laughs> yeah. Tell all your friends, right? Yeah, like, yeah nice. He was, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. He was like trying to sell it to me. And I was like, let's go, let's go. That's what I need more people like that in this business. <laughs> that was that was kind of like the first true real moment because it was only like two months in and I and I didn't have a website. My Instagram was terrible. It was brutal.
2: Was was Scotty the, the first choice, or did you have other names for the business that weren't available?
3: It was it was always Scotty. It was always Scotty. I always wanted to be a Scotty company. Um, my goal and plan for down the line is to make it bigger than like just apparel. Like I want I don't even know what I want to produce, but I want to do something. Like I, I wanna make I just want to do a bunch of stuff based off Wisconsin. I feel like Wisconsinites are very unique compared to the rest of the country. My hope and what I want to work t- t- for in the future is to just see people walking around where it's How about
2: business plan? Did you have a business plan? Did you put one together? Yeah.
3: So as far as business plan goes, uh, one day I went to, uh, I went to our library a- at Eau Claire, the McIntyre Library, and I sat down on the computer and I spent five hours researching a business plan. And what I did was is there was a great article written by, ah, oh man, I can't remember the name. James Plundell. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Steve Dayton. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no. um, there's, a, there's a great article. It was so detailed, so informational. It was like 50 pages. And what, what I did is I read it all. I read it all again. And then I brought out my laptop, put it right next to the desktop, and just wrote not everything but, like, the main points about how I would want to go about writing my own business plan. And what I learned through that was, like, business plan is hard to write, and there's a <laughs> lot to it. So in terms of, like, a business plan, I mean, I could, I could dive super deep into it. It's just kind of boring. It's super basic, too. And What
2: was, it, what was the – was there any surprising things about your business plan where you're like, I did not think about that, and I really need to think
3: about that? Financing and accounting. I had no clue how important accounting was. I'm in an accounting class this semester here at Eau Claire, and the first thing that the professor said to us was accounting is the language of business. And when he said that right away, I was like, (laughs) <laughs> this is not good, not good. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've just that that's the one thing that i learned is k- accurately keeping track of numbers um and just putting together like income statements balance sheets um and just cash flow statements too and whatnot um i i i str- struggle very hard at that i'm trying to i'm working hard just trying to learn it um because i feel like i definitely i have to learn that i have to learn it like the back of my hand
2: yeah as a as a startup what do you sacrifice on the in your life to make the business work
3: so what i really sacrifice a lot is time spent with friends i still go out and i but usually when i go out i go i go talk to people i go try to market like like
0: your social life has become your business exactly exactly
3: (laughs) and it's a blessing and a curse i really like design i like fashion i like apparel it's just really cool it's fun to do i'm one thing too that i gotta learn how to do is adobe My mom is really good at Adobe. She's an art teacher. She teaches up in New Auburn. Um, She actually sat, when we were first starting off, me and her sat down together in our living room, and she was just using Adobe and just trying to design some stuff. Here, I'll show you guys this picture. This is uh, what what Scotty was first going to be before it became the state. Like an early concept. Yeah, it's so ugly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And this is a design your mom
0: made. Yeah. And you said it was ugly, just to be clear.
3: Yeah, it's like it it yeah it's just a like a badger it, i
1: i mean it's the right track
0: what i w- what
3: I'm big on too is just trying to do a lot of things myself and just figure things out on your own so what I've been doing a um a decent amount, not as much as I should be is learning how to file your own trademark. Um, and all the office actions that come back with it. Cause I'm going to send something in, I'm going to send it in and they're going to, they're going to come back and they're going to say something. There's going to be like, there's like 31 different office actions that they're going to come back and say about, you have to do this, 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 change this, 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 this. So what I, what I was just advised to do, the Scani company, Scani Co., Scani, um, just go, go by Scani Co. And which makes sense to me, you know, I, honestly, I kind of like, it rolls off the tongue a lot better too. Scani Co. Scani Co. Yeah. Scotty Co, of Company, <laughs> but that's what I'm in the process too right now trying to get a trademark. Um, I know it's just going to take cool. like a year. I want to do it the right way too, but there's also, I enjoy it. There's beauty in the process too of trying to figure it out and just teach it yourself. Um, Obviously, I mean, I'm going to mess up something in that, in that request. Like there's going to be something, but yeah. I mean, hey,
2: has there been shortcuts that you've taken where you're like, oh, I should, I should put the time in and learn this. And then you're like, no, I'm just gonna throw some money at this.
1: I'm just adjusting. Why are you looking at me like <laughs> I don't that?
2: Because you're out. Of, like it's my peripheral. So I'm just like,
3: are you gonna attack me? I don't know.
1: Take your glasses off.
3: <laughs> no, now I can't see anything. Oh gosh. In terms of like shortcuts, I've definitely I've had help along the way. When I first started it, there are a couple of my there's some p- friends of mine who just love the idea right off the bat and they're like, yeah, Eth, go do it. There's also a lot of people like, Eth, don't do it. And so those people that really supported me and have and have, have helped the business grow, those I I I wouldn't call it a shortcut, but that's help that uh, stuff that I didn't have to do that I kind of like took the easy way out. Like, oh hey yeah, you guys just go down to lacrosse this weekend, have a good time. Here's fifty bucks, go make you know fifteen twenty sales and come back and let me know how it goes yeah so nice. just kind of kind of stuff like that too oh, there um, we go
2: was it hard to fire your mom as a designer
3: <laughs> she understood <laughs> <laughs>
2: she, she got the gist of it first she supports you and then she works for free and then you
3: fire her <laughs> I, I love it the worst part about it too is she was like a graphic designer for like 10 years how did you end up at royal credit union personal banking my family's banking is through here. Obviously, I think...
1: And uh, you were so aware of our high school branch at Memorial High School. Yeah.
2: Oh, he did have a story that I... Sorry, I'm just dropping all the balls. <laughs> Ethan had a story about about uh, growing up in Eau Claire.
3: Yeah, so... Uh, okay. So...
2: And I'm a
1: student, so I met that guy. I was so confused on what
2: you
3: I mean. didn't know where to go from it. All right, let me... I'll tell the story. All right, all right. I'll tell the story. So... When we were we were coming up the elevator here and I you know it was just awkward science with me and Steve. Come you know, on. No, no, no. Man. But, and I was like, "Hey, this is really hey, this is really I've never been in like up here. I was on the basic floor level and I was like, "Huh, the only other time I've been in here was in elementary school. We came here. RCU I went to I went to Meadowview Elementary School." You
1: were a worker?
3: Oh, would he have been a worker?
1: Yeah, he would have been part of the school since. Yeah. These are important things. We need to know This is
2: why I brought it up. I just <laughs> couldn't get it. Get it out.
1: You wore a tie-dye shirt. It was pretty cool.
3: I think it was third grade.
2: I think we could probably try to find a photo of Ethan when he came. Oh throwback third easily. grade. Easily. And, then, uh, and yeah. then at this point right in the video, I'll put it up. If I found it. If you see nothing,
3: I've just failed at finding it. You put money in a bank, right? To keep it safe. You don't see it.
1: In a financial institution. A savings account.
3: Yeah. So how does the bank choose how to invest that money?
1: Oh, where's John when we need him?
0: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Some of it goes back out the door in the form of loans to other members, like car loan, mortgage loan, things like that. They do put some money into what's called reserves. It's like a rainy day fund if you have a bad week or a bad month or a bad year. Royal just has a separate investment fund to you know protect the security and stability of the financial institution as a whole so some of it goes there too but i think the majority of it is lent back out to members
2: what is the best advice you have for other startups
3: the best advice that i could give to a person who has an idea that they truly believe in that they truly want to see happen is don't be afraid to fail like my mom said at the end of the day who cares what other people think about you and who cares what others think you know i mean if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know. Uh, my big thing is, is you got you got one life to live. Yeah, I got one life here. I could I could get hit by a car walking on this building after oh this God, meeting. Let's it, hope not. Probably I hope, a liability. I hope, I hope <laughs> not either, man. I got a, I got a fun weekend planned ahead of me. I hope not. But and you you really got to enjoy the journey. And the last thing you'd want to do is work a life and become a professional at something that you don't enjoy doing. So for like me, I always want to work for myself. I always told myself growing up as a kid like I I don't I want to work for myself. That's kind of what made me an entrepreneur and led me towards entrepreneurship was just having that dream and that ambition to want to work for myself so if there's any advice that I could give to another person out there from one young kid to whoever it may be you whether you're 50 60 or 15 just do it because tomorrow is not given and why would you not want to do what you enjoy doing
2: when you're running a business sometimes financially it's it's you're throwing everything in there so how do you make it work With your own finances, how do you live your life when you're putting everything into the business?
3: So this is where you guys may be surprised. I actually haven't put a dollar of my own money into this. So what I did is I I outsourced all investors and they're not not family either, like friends and people that I knew. So what I did is I pitched them the idea um, and how I was going to plan on growing it and how I wanted it to work. And I just literally just laid it out, you know, business plan. And they bought it and they took it. And it first started off just it took took fifteen hundred to start it off with the t- shirts that 's all it took and just continually to flip that, pay them back, flip it, pay the other guy back, just continually to flip it so in terms of like percentages and whatnot, um I got you know there there were friends of mine, and they believed in me and they believed it, but most importantly, they believed in the idea too. What I would did is i didn't give them percentage of the company, obviously I gave them percentage of each drop so So there's a t-shirt drop, there's a hoodie drop, there's a crew neck drop, and then there's, like, now I'm starting to do, because, see, those were just drops based off the specific type of apparel. Now I want to do, like, seasonal drops, too, and whatnot. But I gave them a percentage of the drop, and I'd be like, hey, cash out whenever you want, man. Literally whenever you want, cash out, but here's the percentage that you're going to get per drop, and they're all cool with it. They're like, yeah, awesome, yeah, we'll take that and that's just kind of how I went about funding it too. Um, was
2: that a business plan that you saw from somebody else or how did you come up with that idea of how to run it?
3: I was in a car ride we were coming home from a from a Badger football game and you know I've always knew I want to do something in fashion and just in business and be an entrepreneur as well and I was like to one of my friends I was like yo let's start this this was last year like october november i was like hey let's start this let's start this brand let's come out with just t-shirts let's call it scotty and and we'll just do it and he was like okay yeah yeah yeah. let's do it let's do it and so we sat down we got back that night we sat down and we went on our we went on our laptop his laptop and we were just typing a bunch of stuff in you know we were just just putting together logos and whatnot too and then the momentum and the traction for him, the other person involved, he I could tell he wasn't that interested. It was just kind of like a like a spur of the moment kind of thing. He lost interest in it, and I still had a lot of interest in it. Th- there are other people in that car, and the other people in that car that heard it. They're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And I approached them like, "Hey, you you want to make a you want to make a little buck here?" And so they're, they're like, "What?" And and then, you know, I told them, I told them Scotty, and they're like, "Okay, yeah." Yeah, no hesitation either. That was the best part is they've been awesome to just believe in me. That was the coolest part for me was just how they believed in me. They knew I probably could fail, but they knew that I'd work hard to the point of where if I did fail, it was because it was an absolutely terrible idea that no one liked and it just wasn't going to work out. In sports, if you work hard enough at the gym, if you lift weights, if you shoot hoops enough, if you play tennis hit the balls hard enough or whatever i don't know i didn't play tennis i don't know if you guys (laughs) can tell based off that but if you work hard enough at something you know you're bound it's bound to work out at least a little bit
2: how about how you actually make the product do you do a lot of
3: so what i did was for the t-shirts i went to joanne fabric store up by applebee's in the mall and uh i bought just flannel so i got red flannel i got yellow flannel and then what was the other one Oh, it was like a white, like, white, like, it's like, there's different, like, stripes in it. There's like a, it's multicolored, but it's mostly white flannel. And what I did was I brought it to Ellie Phillips Creative Development Center. And I was like, hey, can you guys cut this out by hand in the shape of Wisconsin? And then just sew it on the front of a t-shirt. They're like, yes, we could do that. And I had, um, so I wanted to do two layered. So I did a bottom layer and a top layer. So the bottom layer was always going to be a colored, colored, uh, felt. And then the top layer was always going to be white. And then you sew on top. And then for these, what I did is I, you can just order these. It's called twill. It's already pre-cut and whatnot. You just have to sew it on. So I ordered it online and then I had people sew it on. It was, it's awesome how we we met actually. I thought that was really cool. (laughs)
1: It's so randomly at a coffee shop. Destiny,
3: we <laughs> were at a coffee shop, and uh, what what ended up happening is they were they were going around interviewing people, and I was just sitting there doing homework. I was I I had I had an interview at Volume One in like a couple hours, I think. So I was just stopped by at the Lismore to do some homework quickly before that, and just walk on over to Volume One. And these three approached me, and they came up to me, and they were like. Uh, Like, hey, is it cool if we ask you a couple questions? I'm like, oh, absolutely, man. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And so you guys kept going. I think I got the first question right. I can't remember what it was, but I guess I got it. It was a
1: donut trivia fact. He also, I'm pretty sure, did you say you like apple fritters?
3: I did not. Yes.
2: (laughs) I think he said they are a donut, but the truth has come out that he hates apple fritters just like everybody else in this world.
1: Except for Amy Bauer. Amy Bauer likes apple fritters.
3: I've never had one.
1: What?
2: Have you had? A, have you had like a smushed up uh, apple before? That's like rotting.
1: Have you ever had apple pie? Yeah, I've had. So apple So they pie. take like those apples, throw and it cut in the garbage, tiny, <laughs> and they roll it in sugary, cinnamony dough goodness and bake it.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah. See.
2: Anytime you say I'm gonna roll it in sugar and bake it, I think you can like I. I took this camera lens and I rolled it in sugar and baked doesn't make, doesn't it. Doesn't mm. make me want to I eat it. I'd eat that camera lens. No, I wouldn't. What's the best uh, financial advice at, at this age that you would give somebody?
3: The best financial advice that I could give someone is plan for the future. An ex- uh, yeah, plan for the future. Pretty simple, basic. Are you guys going to use this and make like a TikTok out of it? Yeah. We'll
2: use this. We put all full episodes on YouTube. You do? Oh, yeah. awesome. So you should go there and... Uh, Check out our latest episodes and tell your friends. Ethan, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you guys. Wait, 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 wait. wait.
1: We didn't do the most important part of the whole episode. (laughs) And that was to ask him what donut represents this episode.
3: The half-eaten one. On the table that I didn't finish. <laughs> that is the donut.
2: He's got the like the
0: glaze. What is it?
3: It's like the glazed. Yeah, just a
1: glazed. Good old glazed donut.
3: I didn't want to eat in the middle of this,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the re- the reason that that ties in is perfect, because as an entrepreneur, as a startup business, you never get time to finish one thing before <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I got to go do something else. I got a go fire this, to this. put out over here. Yes, yes. that's you, perfect. He started eating
2: that donut, and then we're like, all right, we got to start talking. He's like, oh. Cooper. Steve. If somebody likes this episode or Money Donuts in general, what should they do?
1: They should subscribe to us on their favorite podcasting platform and leave us a really nice review. Reviews help. I like to read them.
2: It makes her feel good. And if you make fun of her on social media, it will destroy her life. So don't do that.
3: Make sure you leave nice comments too. Yeah.